0: Hey y'all, you're listening to the Mother Far From Home podcast with me, your host, Rachel Norman. If you desperately need a common sense, down-to-earth perspective on how to mother well without losing it, living in constant stress, or needing to escape your life, you have come to the right place. Hey mama, this is Rachel Norman from a Mother Far From Home and Life School at home and I am back. And this is a super interesting topic. And I have thought about this over the years, but my mentor the other day expressed it in a way that made me just be like, oh man, I've got to share this with my moms because it is so true. So I'm going to classify this topic under what we kind of refer to, I guess, certainly in language of listening, but I don't know, maybe it's general, but this is just like how life works. So sometimes when I'm working with moms, I like to say, okay, I'm going to just tell you now how life works. So you're not taking this personal. So when I say, well, your kid did this and they did this and they did this, this isn't like, oh, you did something so horrible. This is just what kids do. This is what humans do. This is what they, this is how it works, right? This is just pretty much how whatever, not a hundred percent of the time, but it's just a principle that holds true and that is that kids, all people, but since we're here about parenting, kids will escalate or they will take their issue underground. So let me just pack into a little bit what I mean by this. So we all know that in life, you know, even we try to make life good, we do all the things that we can at home and we just want to make life good for our kids and things happen. You know, the kids at the playground would be mean to them. Somebody gets sick, something, you know, there is all kind of things that, can hurt them. They can feel rejected, pain, emotional pain, actual pain, traumas, little little trauma, big trauma, anger, their emotions, whatever, life, all these things happen, right? And whenever something happens and it bothers us or it hurts us or we're not quite sure what to make of it, we process that. And as adults, we can process it through even really tough things. They might take a while to process, right? But we can typically process them in a way that helps us resolve it a little bit, offload some of that pain, and just keep keep trucking on. Well, when we're kids, we don't really know how to do that. You know, and even as adults, sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm like, I'm feeling not great. What do I even feel? Am I frustrated? Am I angry? Am I sad? What's happening? And so if that's how we are as adults, then we know Kids go through that, and it's much more difficult because they don't have the emotional maturity or awareness that we do. So that said, when kids go through something that perhaps hurts them, scares them, angers them, frightens them—you know, whatever—any in, insert any type of heightened situation, it it'll affect them. And typically, when you'll know something has happened, when your child's behavior or emotions either escalate, let's just start with there, okay. Or they, that we'll we'll d- dive into them both, or they take them underground, okay? So the way we parents can support them, and I'll talk more about that uh, later, is we want to help, help them process it and work it through so that they don't do either, okay? So when I say kids escalate, what I mean by that is some kids begin to act out. So this is when you have a kid and you're like, I don't know, like something's going on with this child. They used to just be sweet and now they're angry. Or now even when I just kind of, you know, they're just not acting like themselves. Maybe they begin to start being much more disobedient in the sense that what you asked them to do before, it would have been fine. And now there's just like this... It feels like defiance. They just, you know, it feels like you're on separate sides. Maybe they're more angry or irritable. Something happens and they react completely disproportionate to what's going on. And then you're like, something else is happening here. You know, it's not just this. Maybe they seem a little different. Maybe, depending on their age, they seem more critical or judgy of others. Um, and the kids that will act, that take whatever was going on with them and act it out. Typically, we'll have the trauma responses of fighting or flight, right? So this is that type of personality. And now, of course, we know all of these things aren't true for everybody. But uh, I often think, you know, half say half the half the world's extrovert, half the world's introvert. Half, let's just say half the world acts out, the other half the other half takes it underground, right? So different kids. um your your personality makes you more likely to do one or the other you if you have more than one kid, you can probably think, okay, this kid would act out this kid would uh you know take it underground and so these cl- these give you clues like okay, this child's working through something and so, so let's give me, let me just give an example say a child got picked on i'm I'm trying to pick something because i don't i don't i'm trying to pick an average age of a child i'm just gonna go with kindergarten okay so i know we got younger we got older let's go to kindergarten so say there was a um a child who was really mean to them on the playground and it really hurt their feelings at kindergarten right and we know sometimes kids will come straight home that day and tell you what happened and sometimes they won't you know sometimes it's like a few days a week later or some kids start to act out and then you think huh reverse what happened, right? So this might mean this child now all of a sudden doesn't want to get up in the morning. They're very resistant to getting dressed for school. They tell you they hate school um, or they're whiny or they're fussy or, you know, whatever. There's a lot of examples. But so then you're like, okay, this child was fine and now they're not fine and I don't know what happened. Okay. And so this would be an example of a child escalating up their behavior to show you, I guess, give you a clue like, that something was going on. Right. And so, I mean, and the way we take situations that happen to us, it's like, there is no, there is like a million ways to skin a cat. Well, that's like a bad, that's, I looked that up the other day. Cause I thought maybe that we shouldn't use that phrase anymore, but I don't remember what the other one was, but um, anyway, there's a lot of different ways that we can take these situations. So one kid could be hurt on the playground and they could say, Oh, you know, I guess I'm not likable or somebody could get hurt on the playground and think that other kid is mean and it not even bother them at all. Right. So it just, your child, whatever you have, honestly, you're not going to know necessarily until you keep digging in. And again, I'm going to get into later how we can help work this out and process this with our kids. So this is when you might say though, for this exact example, you might say something happened at school. You're going to do, say what you see, which is part of the language of listening, but it's, uh, you know, framework, but you're basically just saying what you believe is the truth because kids will correct you instead of like, what happened? Did something happen? And and certain kids can freeze up. They don't want to talk about it. Something happened at school. And if they say nothing, you know, you're onto something. Okay. So the other way that this could go is that kids can begin to go underground. Okay. And what I mean by this is they're taking what happened inside and they're not acting it out necessarily, but they're acting it in. So this might mean you start to see they're becoming really insecure. They seem really down on themselves. It seems like their self-esteem has gone down. Um, their, their trauma responses would be freezing and fawning. Okay, so this would mean, well, I'll get into that in a sec. Okay, so they would show like a lack of confidence where they might have just felt settled and okay and sure. Now they seem super nervous or shy. It's like they've taken what happened and they've decided it means something not good about themselves. So now they've taken it underground. So to use the same example of something happening at the playground, this would be, you know, they're like, okay, nobody likes me. I'm not, you know, I mean, maybe the kid who did it had great shoes. I mean, this is a child brain, right? Maybe the kid who did it, like, has cool backpack, and they're like, I'm not as cool as them, or I'm short, and I, I you know, I'm too little, and that's why I got. I mean, the sky's the limit, people, of what kids can take me, can take a situation and make it mean to them. Even humans. I mean, the sky's the limit. That's why sometimes we're like you thought what about what, when I said what, like what? And so this is why the sooner you realize you don't have to know everything about everything. You've just got to know the tools to help your child get it out that the better, because then you don't feel like you have to know how to solve every single problem. Cause it's like, how do you give a child self-esteem? Like, I mean, I'm a Google it, but like, what? No, you just need to be, have the skills to be able to help your child bring out what they're going through so they can work it out. But anyway, so the trauma responses of kids who go underground tend to be freezing or fawning. And so by this, I mean the fighting and the flight is fairly specific, right? A fairly self-explanatory. And freezing is as well. But this is when they get nervous. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. It's like they just freeze up. And I like to call this, and and I just just to be, um, what is the word? Open, not authentic, but... Whatever. Just to be plain speaking, I guess. Um, when my husband and I first got married and he had quite a few issues that praise God he's worked through, but when we would get, when we would get into it, he would freeze up and I would call it the dumb face. Now he knows I do this. I'm not talking ill of him. Like we laugh about it now, but it's like he would freeze and he couldn't answer a direct question. Like he didn't have anything to say. And I'd be like, what is wrong? Are you in some kind of like fugue state? We were fighting. Um, but he would feel traumatized by us fighting and he would freeze. And so if you have a kid where you're like, snap out of it, I'm talking to you. Like th- think, are they, are they having this kind of physiological, emotional response to where they're freezing and they don't know what to do, right? So kids who've taken things underground will freeze and they'll often fawn. And that means they'll just try to do whatever it takes to make you like them. People pleasing type of behavior. Okay. So now we've talked a little bit about how those play out. But what I want to say to you is that this, this is normal. This is how life works. We can take a situation and it can, you know, something can happen and it can affect our whole day. You know, Maybe something happens in the morning and it can make you be irritable or fussy all day, or it can make you be navel gazing and introspective. You know, this is normal. So it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It's just how life works, right? So from that place, I hope this lightens your burden and helps you to think, okay, yeah, hmm, my child done, took something underground. I can tell something's not right. Or this child is acting out and they're not themselves and I know something is up. So I'm just going to dig in and use the tools that allow my child to feel safe to bring them up because that's all that it amounts to. We always want to process what we're going through. As parents, we just have to make space for that. So if you notice your child's having a particular issue, like they seem like they've changed, maybe they're dealing with some type of struggle, then they're likely just going through something internally. And like we said before, if if even as adults, we don't necessarily know what we're why we're feeling, what we're feeling, or you know, sometimes I'll start to feel gross or icky, and I'll be like, okay, stop. Did something just happen that like triggered this feeling? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, it did. You know, I saw a picture of someone, you know, here, X, Y, Z. I'm just making this up. But like I saw a picture of this happy family at Disney and it made me feel icky. Like we live in Florida. I haven't taken them there in a couple of years. like, Or whatever, you know, like now I should have saved for that. Or my kids, we don't do anything fun. You know, whatever it is, anything can trigger up these thoughts that can put us in a funk. And our kids are just the same. So if we notice they've either escalated or they've taken something underground, then it could be that something is happening or did happen that they didn't like or didn't want to happen. And so we can think, okay, you know, is there a big life change? Has there been, say, a divorce, a move, a new sibling, um, sickness, changing bedrooms? Even I had, I tell you, my son um, was, my son who has ADHD, he's eight now his symptoms. Now, if I look back from when he was uh, uh, young, I can see there were symptoms. Okay. Or not symptoms, but you know, he was crawling on one knee and various things, but he really did not start to display any type of behaviors until he was moved. Um, my in-laws came to visit. So we slept him in a different room. And then when we put him back in his room, he went from a um, his crib which he never wanted to get out of, but I thought, I guess I've just got to put him in a bed to his bed. He started having a lot of symptoms. I don't know if symptoms is the right word, just a lot of behaviors that seemed so different. So even something that small, you know, um, there could have been an incident at school, anything, a, a wreck, you name it, life, little T, big T trauma, whatever. So these are what I would start to ask myself with. Cause then at least if, if you're before you're going to go, you know, depending on the kid's age, try to talk with them about this and see what's going on. Um you just just have a little bit of information. It could it be any of these. Any of these type of things can trigger something some kind of reaction that that takes us up or down, right? And we know that kids communicate until they're heard. So they'll just keep on, they'll keep on and they'll keep, now it might not be a direct communication, like we actually, last month, I think it was in my life school at home, that was one of the, that was the life skill we focused on just being direct about asking for your needs, right? Kids aren't good at this. And so we have to learn this. It's not like, I'm hungry. It's like, mom, can I please have a snack? You know? Um. So, but kids will find some way to communicate until they're heard, but we have to look for it. Sometimes the way they're communicating is acting out and being defiant and just having a personality change. Like they're, This is still a signal they're sending, but we just have to, you know, watch for it. And so the way that I have found with my language of listening training and what really helped my family um, is that I do play times with my kids. And so I'm starting again. I don't always do them. But when I start, I started this years ago and I don't do every kid at once. I, this, it was a hands down the way that I helped my kids work through some of the things that were really affecting our family life. And I'm talking about this now because my nurture and play, um, immersive program is open now and we're going to start on September 26th. So it, you know, doors close on the 25th, basically. We're starting on the 26th. So if this is something you're interested in, for sure, look at the show notes, um, nurtureandplay.com slash join. But basically what it is, is these are like almost, you call them therapeutic play times for mom, for kids. It's just this super connected time. You well, you do it once a week for 30 minutes. And you can do one child max, two child, children at a time. You don't do all your kids, okay? And it's same place, same time it with certain specific toys. And you learn strategies that were basically developed by play therapists. So my mentor, Sandy, the founder of Language of Listening, her direct mentor was Dr. Gary Landreth, who was one of the kind of like pioneers of, you know, uh, child-led play therapy. And anyway, so the, it's certain tools and certain strategies in the playtime that help your children feel seen, heard, loved. And boy, they will work out their issues. I don't want to tell you, I've given this some examples in my emails, but we were... um So I took the kids out on a golf cart on on our golf cart back years ago and we got stuck now in the backyard because it was muddy and I shouldn't have gone that way. But, you know, whatever. I don't learn. And so I got stuck. Now, I'm not one to get upset by things like this. I think things like this are fun. Like, even if I like, you know, as long as we're okay. even if I like blow a tire, I kind of think it's an adventure, you know, but. So I wasn't, I didn't like make some big deal and be upset. But then I went and got the truck to pull the golf cart out. I got the truck stuck. So then I called our neighbor, Jason. He comes over to try to pull us out and he gets his truck stuck. So anyway, we eventually get it out. But during this time, my son, who was three at the time, Fletch, he really was very upset. He was highly upset that we were stuck. So he started getting this thing about being stuck. And he was three. And it was a big deal. Like I bought a book about being stuck, and we would read it. And oh, okay. And then I thought, okay, maybe he'll get. And, and I realized the day I realized he was not going to grow out of this, we were watching Thomas the Tank Engine, and there was some scene where the, somebody was like in a, a hole, and they were trying to pour the concrete in the hole, and he had a panic attack, and he was three, and I was like, okay. So anyway, we go to do our playtimes. And I didn't know what to expect. I was like, it's just a lovely, joyful time, me and my baby. Like, he's just going to feel so built up. It's going to be such a precious time of connection. And he started getting that he would take the dinosaurs and he would get the Play-Doh and he would stick them and then he would cut them out over and over and over and over again. And he did this for weeks. Okay. The Playtime, I did it about six to eight weeks with each child. You know, it's kind of like you do a set time and then you take a break over and over again until... He just played it through and it was done. And that was it. And I was just shocked. I mean, I, I, at first I didn't know, I didn't put it together. I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, what is going on with this child? Like, and he was doing it over and over again. I thought, what is that? That, then I was like, oh my goodness, that's what it was. I have another example. Um, And, and this wasn't my kid, but this young girl that her, her they were doing play times and the girl would go and with like arrange the sand, like the play sand. And she would, they were doing her playtime out in the um like a sandbox and she would do the sand make a little hole and whisper into it over and over and over she did this week after week until she was done and then her mom was kind of like what was that and she's like she had just lost her grandmother and they had buried her grandmother under the ground and she didn't understand it it was causing a lot of issues and so she worked through by talking to her grandmother under the ground until she felt like she was ready to let it go and move on. These are just a couple examples. I give, I'll give. give one more. I don't know if these are boring to you, but I'm, I'm like, I love this stuff. Well, one of my other sons, um, he was, so now it, you you, the way the verbal language that you use is what drives them to be able to get to this place because they realize this is the place I can bring it up and whatever they had lurking under the surface comes up I don't know how else to say it so I had one of my sons he would always do this thing where it was some kind of like rejection or he felt separate to the family and he would be like if he got mad at anybody he'd be like you're out of the family or if he did something wrong? He'd be like, "I'm horrible. I'm I'm not part of the family." It was just he used it all the time, and I was like, "What is going on with this? What, are you? like, I've never used language like that. I mean, like, I've worked like overtime, you know, hard to be like not saying things that they're going to later tell a therapist, which I'm sure is going to happen. So whatever. But then, so we we I'm doing playtimes with this baby, and me and him are just you know we're getting into it, and he's using the nurture type toys. Over and over and making these family situations. He's making the family situations. He's playing out all this stuff. And then as soon as we finish his little series of play toms, he just... He he said it one more time. And then after he said it, like, you're out of the family. Or no, I'm not part of the family. It's like he he stopped after he said it and he kind of looked up in the air. And then almost like, huh. And then he never said it again. And this was a recurring theme. So he worked through this... Thing where he felt separate to everybody. So anyway, these are, this is, of course, not the only way. Uh, but if you're interested in this type of thing and you know it would benefit you, then be, go to nurtureandplay.com slash join. So these are just play times once a week where we help our kids bring up their issues. But of course, you can, when you're having situations with your children, you can do the say what you see, like I mentioned. It's best if you're trying to dig in and figure out what's going on with your child. It's best if you say don't ask questions but use statements because questions are going to make them questions can tend to feel make us feel put on the spot whereas statements feel safer and if you get it wrong they'll correct you so whatever's going on with your kid you might use a statement you know you're angry yeah you're right I'm angry because you know I'm not angry I'm sad whatever so I just want to encourage you to be on the lookout for, just to kind of have an idea, just do a little log through your kids. Do you think they're more likely to escalate or take things underground? It could be either, but I'm more likely to escalate. I usually don't don't take, you know, it can go either way, but I'm not one to just automatically blame myself. I'm one to blame others. Okay. (laughs) Just being honest here, but it's probably half and half. So just think about that. And if you notice your kids are escalating or going underground, start digging deeper, start doing the kind of the questions, the say what you see, giving them a a chance to work it out. And if the playtimes interest you, definitely look into those because we're going to get started soon on the 26th um, of September. That's a Tuesday. And so I just want to encourage you, if your kids are going through this, something's happening, it's totally normal. This is just how life works and you will get through it, mama. We will talk soon. As always, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can find me on my website, A Mother Far From Home, and on YouTube under the same name. If you like this podcast, I'd love it if you could write a five star review, and it'll help all the algorithms to get it in front of other moms who benefit from this encouragement. Until next time, keep it real out there, Mama.